Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Good to be back. Yep, yep. We are, uh, we're talking about race, and we're talking about uh, conversations on race, and uh, the uh, the thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to revisit something from the last conversation. To set it up, it's it's a little challenging because I'm we did these episodes about a month ago, and mm-hmm. so this event happened a month ago, but I had to treat it like we just happened like a week ago because <laughs> that's when this ran. So if you'll follow me, uh, a month ago we had a conversation, and uh, JT was sharing about some things that how he reacts to people and how he deals with things um, in conversations. And I I did something in that that I didn't think about. And then two days later, I really woke up in the morning and I felt a you know sort of a conviction mm-hmm. in my in my heart that I had handled that poorly. And so I, I texted JT and I said, listen, you know, here's what happened. And I'm just, you know, I'm sorry I did this. And I don't even know if you remembered it, but, uh, but it certainly affected me. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, rather than kind of try to pull it, I thought, let's leave it in there. And we'll use this time to kind of launch yeah. out and talk about it a little bit. So what you're getting is us interacting with something that happened in the last episode it really happened a while back, so we've dealt with it, but I wanted to go back and revisit it because it's very much a part of the conversation mm-hmm. yeah. that we need to have on, on experience. So I'm going to have the tape run right now, uh, the little clip of it, and then uh, we'll we'll jump back in. That's really good. Yeah, I feel like most of my, <laughs> most of uh, the things I, I don't, I don't do consciously, but are just kind of a part of, yeah. is like trying to make people feel comfortable mm-hmm. around me, mm-hmm. you know, mm. as a uh, six foot on a good day, five, 11, three fourths, however you want to say it, uh, <laughs> like 300 We'll call pounds. you six. We'll call you six. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll do, for we'll this, do six. For this podcast, you are six foot. <laughs> as, you know, a six foot, 300 pound black man. Um, there's and you're just, 260. Yes, yes. I, I like that. Six okay. foot, 260. Let's, <laughs> let's, do, let's run those That's numbers. That's for the record. That's for the record. <laughs> it's just, you know, I... Um, I'm aware that my my presence causes uh, fear. Yeah, um, it's part of the reason why I'm I'm always laughing all the time because laughter is disarming mm. and laughter humanizes people. Yeah, um, yeah. and um, you mean I'm not that funny? <laughs> See, no, yeah, I'm just I'm just, <laughs> just, just trying to humanize you. Human- oh no, no, <laughs> no! I am a joyful guy. <laughs> Oh, but <laughs> that's good. Well, keep it up because I like it. <laughs> but you know, there's just certain things we I I do that um, you know, I, I try to uh, make me as approachable as as possible, and uh, sometimes it works and and sometimes it doesn't. You know. Yeah. Um, okay, we're back. We're back. So, what you saw that happened there, or at least what you heard happen there, was. With JT, you mentioned that you'll use humor, given that you're a, a large black man, can yes. be intimidating to people. Mm-hmm. You'll use humor to disarm. Yes. And 
in that clip, what I did there, what I in that conversation, what I did there is I made a joke, and we laughed about it a little bit, and then mm-hmm. moved on, and uh, and I realized, the thing I realized after the fact that that joke was motivated by a sense of being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. a sense that I was I was uh, something you were saying made me uncomfortable, so I used humor to to back up and to and to create some distance yeah. and and that's what affected me because it gets to something that's very important about experience there's a lot of things that happen in conversations that that we don't always notice yeah and the thing that I've been thinking about a lot these days is the issue of empathy so yeah. and the failure of empathy there mm-hmm. um, so I want to talk about em- empathy today but I just my experience was feeling like I really distanced myself from you in that moment. Mm-hmm. I, I found my safe space mm-hmm. by pushing you back at a time where you were actually expressing a certain vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So I won't make too much of it, but I'd love to get your thoughts on that experience and whether you even noticed it at the time or in reflecting on it, your thoughts. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I think um, so many things that happen in these conversations, I think are so reactionary. Mm -hmm. So I don't even think I would be fully conscious of my reaction to your use of humor in that way to kind of back out of the situation. And so it's kind of like a uncomfortable reaction from you, uh, elicits an uncomfortable response in me. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just laugh too. Or, but I I was, I did sincerely laugh um, at that. Um, and so I think it's just kind of a, a back and forth, like, oh, that made him uncomfortable. Now I'm uncomfortable with his discomfort. How can we just kind of get past this? Mm-hmm. Is it, sort of the the kind of hyper speed response that happens mm-hmm. in moments like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy for us to not address it and just kind of go past it. But I think if we keep doing that, I don't think growth and empathy happens that way. Uh, so even you, uh, when this happened in live time, uh, when you kind of pulled me into the office uh, the other day and addressed this with tears in your eyes, you know, that uh, that breaks down even more walls of barriers that I can have. It's just like, man, I can, I can really be vulnerable with this person. I can really, um, if, if there's something that happens, this guy is going to come to me and address it. Uh, he's not just going to allow something like that to just be swept under the rug and uh i as a minority i I don't think i I guess people in general i don't think we really get that often um i don't think we yeah I, i don't think we have the categories of um here's what i've done that moment has passed let me go back in dig into that what happened bring it up so we can address it. And I think that's what the Bible calls us to in walking with each other in love with brotherly affection uh, is to address hard things, no matter how minuscule or how small they are. Um, I wasn't incredibly affected by that. I was affected by it in a little bit, little ways, but seeing how affected you were by mm. your defense of that moved me in, in, in specific ways. Mm. So mm. It's interesting, yeah, because I, I think... There may have been a dozen of those, and you know, and we're so familiar with navigating them. Yes, yeah. We don't think about them. I, mean, I think that was actually the Lord kind of saying, "Hey, 
hey, sport, you know. <laughs> when the Lord wants to kind of get at me, he just, I, I feel like it's easy. Hey, sport, you know. Yeah. It's a way to kind of put me in my place, and, <laughs> which is where I belong. But I feel like that was a moment where the Lord sort of gave me an opportunity to reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't presume. Either you or I will always catch those. Right. Those are sort of micro adjustments we're making. Yeah, and I yeah. think humans do it. We do it cross genders. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly cross cultures, we yes. do it. Yeah. Uh, the, the point I, I got from it was the issue of it wasn't just a conversation. It was a moment where you were sharing something that kind of gets at who you are. Mm. And, and your experience and how you adapt to people and how you adapt to situations. Yeah. And it's a vulnerability in that sense and my, my lack of awareness of that, my need to keep my own distance was the issue that I felt like the Lord was trying to put in my heart. And it gets to the idea of, of empathy, which it, and what really helped me was I think of empathy and I kind of had the big moments Mm-hmm. Something really has gone wrong, and you're you're sitting with someone, yes, and yeah, you're yeah. yeah, and those are important. Um, but the small empathy moments, mm-hmm. the engaging with you as a real person, yeah, that's good. The getting making myself vulnerable mm-hmm. because you're being vulnerable, uh, walking in truth yeah. and and light, yeah, uh, is. Is where I think there can be a lot of need to, to deal with mm-hmm. in talking about race. Yeah, the everyday empathy. Yeah, is that's yeah. uh, huge. The it's not just the big tragic events where we sit down mm-hmm. or like we have to set up a meeting and do these things. It's just like yeah. no, these people are experiencing things every single day. Yeah. And uh, growing in empathy doesn't mean like growing in empathy means growing in empathy. It means doing more of it yeah. of uh, understanding all different kinds of people where they are on different days and uh not trying to distance yourself from their experience but trying to say okay how can i walk with this person and feel this with them um in that way i think that's really good everyday empathy mm-hmm. rather than just uh the bigger events that's great so and, how do we grow yeah. in that how do we yeah how do we deal with that empathy is uncomfortable yeah and I think we need to grow in our ability to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier if someone's opening up and being vulnerable to kind of just leave that in their space. For me to put on the clothes of someone else's suffering or hardship mm-hmm. is emotionally exhausting. It's difficult and it's uncomfortable. Uh, but it's what Christ calls us to. And uh, in a way, it's it's what ultimately, you know, we have, you know, Hebrews says we have a great high priest who sympathizes with us. Um, he, he became weak for us. Like the son of God became weak, like he clothed himself in flesh and um, he he understood he was tempted in every way, you know. And uh, so he is able to enter into that mm-hmm. and he's able to he doesn't just scoff and just stand off and say it's like, OK, like. I get that you're doing that, but it's like, no, he like enters into that suffering and we're called to love as Christ loves us. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm loving people like Christ loves me, it's going to elicit that I must become empathetic, uncomfortable, loving and standing in there. Yes, it's emotionally exhausting, but my goodness, like when, um, when, I, when I pause 
And I, and I think that's another thing is that we do. We don't pause. Uh, being empathetic is not a quick thing to do. Yeah, you have to good. stop. You have to think. You mm-hmm. have to consider. Uh, you, you have to uh, create scenarios in your head that would liken um, the experience that the person is feeling. And you have to walk into that. And that's mm-hmm. hard. Our fast-paced life does not leave a lot of room for pausing, empathizing, and just being. Mm-hmm. We're, we're uh, especially with younger guys, I mean, we're what people call the, the microwave generation. Everything is so uh, quick and personalized to fit our needs. And so it's just, it's just the complete antithesis of what we are trained to, to function in. Yeah. And usually the first thing out of our mouths is probably not the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, that's the hard part. You mentioned you got you to pause. Yeah. Uncomfortable moments like almost beg for us to fill the gap yes. with words. Or in my case, with, with, with laughter. Laughter is mm-hmm. a way to... It's, it's nonverbal mm-hmm. uh, use of language to, to create space. And yeah. we do that with, with words. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the things that I recognize is you've got to be able to kind of self-edit yep. um, for other purposes. It reminds me a bit of gratefulness mm-hmm. and expressing gratefulness or appreciation to somebody. It's not something that's natural. Yeah. It, it requires thought, and it doesn't need to be the big, I wrote you a long letter of all mm-hmm. the 18 ways you've affected my life. Yeah, It can be a drop-in, it can be a text, it can be a lot of things, but it's that sense, those build bridges. I mm-hmm. think in a uh, when we're with po- folks who are like us, mm-hmm. whatever that is, yeah. uh, you know, our, our religious tribe, our racial tribe, whatever that is, all those bridges sort of exist. They're they're just there. They, yes. they're, they're a function of commonality. When we have to interact with people where there's the bridges aren't necessarily there, mm-hmm. or maybe our, our life experience has been we've tried to build bridges and then they've been bombed. Yeah, uh, we don't necessarily want to build that bridge again. Yeah, and or if that bridge is just hard to build, we're building in a tough place. Yeah, those kind of things can can really kind of. It's the, it's the hard work of how do I make a bridge out of this situation? Yes. Man, okay, you just said so many things that are so helpful. So we're talking about the, the everyday empathy and uh, how that needs to be a regular part of our lives. And then as we're getting into you know ethnic groups and people that are like us, if people are like us, it makes... It carves away for easier empathy. Yeah, we want easy empathy, but we don't want to have to do all that work. But it's like, man, if I have an overall shared experience with this person, and the more shared experiences we have, it's not going to take much work to empathize with that person. Mm-hmm. And so that's where our comfort wants to lead us to. It's just like, oh, it's easy for me to empathize with that brother over there because I know we've had such a similar experience. Uh, we want that easy, comfortable empathy. But like, empathy in itself is not a comfortable. What is it? A virtue? What is it? A act. I don't know how to describe it. It's called a virtue. Virtue. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, empathy is a virtue. And uh, so we want that easy, everyday, uh, easy empathy. And if we're crossing cultural lines, Mm -hmm. ethnic lines, if we're crossing generational lines, uh, you know, there's going to be uncomfortable, there's going to be discomfort in that. And it's going to make empathy harder. And then as we're crossing those lines, and if those, uh, we try to build a bridge and it gets blown up, uh, what we what we do then is we start self protecting. Yeah. Uh, 
because there, there's a there's a mutual vulnerability that happens. Like if if someone is sharing their suffering or, or sharing their experience with me, that's a vulnerability. And then if I'm stepping into that, I'm like, oh man, I hope I don't mess this up. There's a vulnerability vulnerability there, and so there's a two way vulnerable. Uh, empathy engagement mm-hmm. that is not easy that we want it to be easy that uh, if it goes wrong we're both going to put up protective barriers yeah. uh, to protect ourselves yeah that's good and it's, it's experience last night that she's coming to mind as we're talking um, we were in a conversation with some folks uh, and we were talking about cultural appropriation uh, the idea that I can reach into someone else's culture and I can take what I like from it and mm. and use it from my own sense of self yeah. without regard to the value it has in, a, in another mm-hmm. person's culture. And I was just sharing, I, it's hard for me because I want to, in, in with a lot of different uh, cultures, I want to appreciate and enjoy and imbibe mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and grow yeah. by, through those experiences. But I was saying how hard it is because you, I don't know the lines. I don't yeah. know when I've done that. When I've basically taken and said, "Hey, great, thank you, man," yeah. and uh, I'll use this my for my purposes, <laughs> appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mine now. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my friend guy who's sitting next to me, uh, he basically said, "Yeah, when when someone in a majority culture, I'm not gonna, I'm not quoting him, so yeah. I'm gonna, but this is very helpful. When someone's in a majority culture and you're in a minority culture and you're used to people disdaining your culture, mm-hmm. and then they come." And they express something they like about it, or they want to do something with it. Yeah. It's awkward. It, it's mm-hmm. it's threatening. Mm-hmm. He said. It, I don't know if exactly, that's exactly what he used, but it was the idea is that I don't know how to relate to that. Yeah. I don't trust that. Mm-hmm. And so what he did there was very empathetic to me, mm-hmm. though, because what he did is he he said I can I can identify from, from your perspective about the awkwardness. Yeah. You're struggling with how do I know I'm, I'm being authentic, uh, being honest about how I'm relating to your culture. Well, here's this can help you understand the reactions you might get when you talk about things. Yeah. And <laughs> he was just being honest, but I think it was a very empathetic honesty. It yeah. was, I'm trying to enter into your perspective yeah. so that we can actually grow together mm-hmm. in this. And you know, at the heart of empathy, I think, is, is that sense of I want to enter into... Yeah something relationally. It's almost, we need it, I think, in a sense, in order to get to understanding. Yeah, yeah. You know, sitting down and debating a topic <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. can result in a lot of, perhaps, clarity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly, <laughs> you know, clarifying positions. Yeah. But what would happen if we started with empathy? What would we, Oof, <laughs> oh, man. we started with, let me, let me understand your perspective. Let me hear from yeah. you. And try to identify yeah. before I begin to talk about where I agree or disagree. And you know, and you know what that protects conversations from. I think you said, um, was it? I guess this would be last week's episode. You said, I think it was last week's episode. You said something about uh, conversations not being dialogues or conversations. It's mostly mm-hmm. just like I monologue, then you monologue, mm-hmm. then I monologue, then you monologue. We're all just like trying to just make our cases. Yeah. And um, when we're starting, if we start with empathy, we start from a place where we are trying to understand the other person, you know, uh, that transforms the whole conversation. Um, I think uh, Jared Mellinger said this, quoting Tim Shorey, I think, of just uh, goals of conversations need to be like, 
I'm going to make you feel like the most understood person once mm-hmm. you leave. Like mm-hmm. once once you leave this conversation with me, you're going to be like, I am so understood right now. <laughs> like like if that's the goal of our conversations, it 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 changes things, you know? And um and it's so helpful like uh what's that dude's name? Uh VeggieTales creator guy, Phil something. Don't ask me. Phil yeah, something. Well, he All I know is tomatoes. <laughs> Well, it was it was interesting. A couple months ago, you know, when all the uh, the kind of racial tensions exploded in a new way uh, this year, he released a video called "Race in America." Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he had one part one, and then he did another one part two. And um, you know, of course, people are going to debate, blah blah blah, like uh, sources and things like that. But it was it was really helpful, very clear. Mm-hmm. And uh, he it was about it's about twenty minutes long. He just goes on this uh, long talk about you know tracing systemic injustices in america and how it affects things today and uh the thing that got me i wasn't anticipating this at all uh and and that's the thing is empathy can be surprising yeah and he looks at the camera after his 20 minute dialogue and he goes now what do i want you to do with all of this Mm -hmm. he said what do i do now Mm -hmm. and he looks at the camera and he just goes i want you to care Hmm. and then it just goes to a black screen Hmm. and then i'm just sitting there at my laptop and i just start like weeping because that's that's like that's not even where i think people can go because you know you get all this these facts and all this information and people can think of as oh i got ammunition for my next debate and he's like no like i just want you to care about this yeah and that affected me so much of just like wow like when people care it matters so much yeah um but yes, yeah, so I was just, and that's that's what we've been talking about now is is empathy and stepping yeah. into people's shoes and yeah. compassion, and um, it's missing from a lot of conversations surrounding yeah. ethnic tensions and things like that. And you said it right. I think it's it's when there's a lack of empathy uh, and respect. And another mm-hmm. way of looking at it is it's mm-hmm. respect. It's 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 demonstrating uh, honor and respect. If you're trying to line it up biblically, there's a sense of respect. Fueled by love, mm, yeah. you know, uh, love as God defines love, which is love God, love others. Yeah. My posture is loving, and I respect because I because I want to be humble. Mm-hmm. And uh, loving humility is where I think empathy comes from. Yeah. The absence of that, I think, communicates I don't really care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Don't really care. Yeah. Kind of wrapped up in my own little world. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Right. You know, can you let me talk now? Yes. Waiting for my turn to speak. Waiting for my turn to speak. And uh, in racial conversations, I think in particular, folks like me, white folks who want to develop this approach and to, to be able to have conversations, mm-hmm. there's an interesting tendency to say, I have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. I, I just need to listen. In fact, there are people out there who basically say, it's time for you to shut up. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to talk. That doesn't create conversation. Right, right. That's just the other people getting an opportunity to yell. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and so that that's not the goal. Right, the goal right. of conversation, we're talking about conversation. We're not talking about idea exchange. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, idea exchange can happen. What we're talking about is, for, for folks like me, uh, is, no, you have something to say. You have something to contribute to the conversation, but there's no need for you to drive the conversation. Mm. 
it's okay for you to let the other person's perspective shape the way you talk about things. You don't even have to agree with everything. Uh, but you can learn. And empathy allows you to walk into something with no agenda for what you're trying to get the other person to understand about you. Yeah. It's the absence of that agenda. It's a servanthood agenda. I want to serve other people mm -hmm. that I'm talking to by the way I posture myself. Mm. And going back to our, our, our interchange, it was not servanthood. It was me serving myself. This works for me. Mm. And so, you know, as we're talking... And we'll have those moments, I'm sure, yeah. through you know when we do this, uh, because we we both have thoughts. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to make sure that we keep in mind, and this is where we kind of wrap up. Yep. Good. Uh, let's enter into conversations with the goal of let me walk in empathetically. Let mm -hmm. me walk in respecting the other person, yeah. dignifying their experience, mm. uh, not evaluating, and, and not critiquing it. not critiquing it yeah and not baptizing our own mm -hmm. as what needs to drive the conversation that's good and let's love each other yeah it's like uh philippians 2 where it says count others more significant than yourself yeah. like oh, if yeah. we're both entering into things mm -hmm. thinking the other person is very significant we're just gonna like you know outdo one another in showing honor yeah and um well, that, well that's in the bible yeah that, that is, is <laughs> that is all these things are in the bible <laughs> Which brings us to, you know, why theology matters in yes. this. And uh, and if you if you remember, like, in, in Philippians, Paul's motivation for that was explicitly tied to the work of Christ. Yeah. Uh, have, this, have this mindset amongst yourselves that was mm. yours in Christ Jesus. Yeah. You know, though he was in the form of man. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Though, though, he was, though he was God, you know, yeah. he did not count that. Um, I'm going to botch this first because I'm getting all jacked up about it. Because it's so good. Hold on. Let me think here. Because... It, it really is, it, it all ties to the work of Christ. Yeah. He did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but rather emptied himself, clothing himself in, in, in flesh, and uh, humbled himself <laughs> to the point of death, even death on a cross. So, mm -hmm. so like, like, that's the gospel. You know, um, Jesus counting himself, counting others more significant than themselves, you know, son of God, clothing himself in flesh, becoming the sacrifice for our sins to atone for all the wrongs that we have done. Mm -hmm. that, that, is, that is the ultimate form of counting others more significant than yourselves. And because yeah. of that, we can have eternal life and joy and peace and eternal security and union with Christ and all these things because of what Jesus Christ accomplished on, us for, uh, accomplished on the cross for us. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then Paul says, like, have that mind amongst yourself. So yeah. it's again... Loving others in the same way that Christ has loved us. Mm -hmm. uh, look at Christ's life. Look at what he did. Mm -hmm. Look at the entirety of the incarnation. Like that is an ultimate act of love in itself. And then going through all the way to the point of uh, obedience, death on a cross for us. Uh, so we can be brought into the family of God. And, um, and we're supposed to love each other that way. That's good. That's in there. Yeah. <laughs>